Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue, the mouth as a whole, power instrument of war. Can either kill or make a life. And we are going to read here in Romans chapter 10. And I'll read um, from verse 8. He said, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. The word is near you, the word in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. The power of the mouth, the power of the tongue, not just the tongue as in the physical part of the, the body, but the word, the word in the mouth, the word that will be rolled out by the tongue. That is where the power lies. And it can destroy. And it can build up. So yesterday we looked at um, Jeremiah, Ezekiel chapter 50, chapter 36. And we saw where the Lord spoke about restoring desolate land and turning around wasted, desolate, and ruined cities and making them to become fortified and inhabited. And we saw that, indeed, he said that all the nations round about us, when he's done this, they will know that it is him, the Lord, who spoke about it, and who brought it to pass. And he confirmed to us that indeed he has spoken it and he would do it. And then we see in Ezekiel chapter 37, this is a popular um, chapter in the Bible, the dry bones, the valley of the dry bones and Ezekiel's experience when God took him in the spirit and set him down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. And then God caused him to pass by all the bones around him. And Ezekiel confirms that there were very many in the open valley and they were very dry. And then God said to him, son of man, can these bones live? 
Father, we just worship you this morning and we exalt you. For all that it has pleased you, God, to share with us in your word, your life-giving word, your spirit-quickening word, even in these times. We confess that we have no hope except in you. We have no trust in anything except our trust in you. We confess, O oh God, that without you, we are done. Without you, there is nothing. Beyond you, there is nothing. So we come humbly before you to exalt you and to adore you and to thank you for accepting us in Christ, to thank you for calling us to come boldly to this throne of grace. We thank you for the guarantee that when we come, we will obtain mercy from you. So we come rejoicing, we come thanking you that we have a Father who can never fail. We have a righteous God whose word promises a yes and amen. That we have a God who releases grace and wisdom generously. We have a God whose thoughts towards us are thoughts of good, thoughts of peace, mercy, who has a plan for us. Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you for giving us another day and filling our heart with hope by your word. Thank you for giving us your spirit the one who will teach us, the one who will unveil, the one who will help us to understand. Thank you, Holy Father, for visiting all the different areas of our lives, all the seeming desolate areas, all those areas that we have given up on that there's nothing we can do about, all those areas that bring us anxiety, all those areas that cause us to fret, all those areas that steal our peace, even situations around us, the environment, the globe, the state, the country, all those things that will make somebody anxious. All those things that look like they are heat. But we thank you. Because we found the water. Because you have rooted us in the water. And the water is in your word. You say because we are rooted in the water. That our leaves will not wither. That will not dry up. And will not be anxious in the years of drought. So that is why we worship you and thank you. We have another day to look in your word. We have the Holy Spirit to tell us your mind. And we have you to help our unbelief. Thank you for building faith. Thank you for building faith. And when we find faith, we find grace. Thank you, Jesus, for your love that can never fail. Thank you for our family. Thank you for healing, deliverances. Thank you for joy. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So now we know that there is something that we have that controls life or death. There is something that we have that we carry about in us. In fact, there are two things. Proverbs talked about one, the tongue, the mouth, and Romans talked about the mouth and the heart. The only factor, the very indispensable factor that determines that power, the factor that influences the power, whether it will be for life or it will be for death, is the word. And is the type of word, the kind of word that we take in and that brings conviction in our heart that we believe in and that same word that type and that kind of word, the content of that word that will come out from our mouth. So in other words, this is our mouth. The same way it fits us is the doorway to which we take food that nourishes our body. 
this same mouth is a spiritual doorway as well that we also take in words, food, in this case, spiritual food that will nourish our body or destroy our body. That will build faith in our heart. Build faith in our heart. That will nourish us, quickness. That will dispel anxiety and dispel fear. That will restore peace. This same word is what feeds our mind, our hearts. This same mouth. And it's the doorway also that we now confess unto salvation. It's amazing. So we see a critical case here. God himself had told Israel at this time, Ezekiel was a senior prophet there in Israel at this time, that the same hand that brought desolation because they rebelled and God was angry. And God even sent the same Ezekiel to see that Israel was going to be desolate. Remember, it started from the time of Isaiah. Then Jeremiah, we saw all that. Ezekiel also. But here we see God showing mercy. That's what we read yesterday. That the land that lay desolate shall be tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. And that the land that was desolate will become like the Garden of Eden. In other words, there's going to be a change. There's going to be an overturning of that. That was a curse of what was not was unsightly. God himself is coming in his mercy and his power. And then we would wonder, so how is God going to do it? How is it going to happen? Because yesterday we say, as he spoke here in the time, that is what he's telling us now. And when we talk about a desolate land, we are talking it can be anything. Our well-being, our mindset. It can rep represent failures in business, in relationship, in marriage, relationship, whatever it is. Anything can lie desolate. Anything, when it is not what it's supposed to be. It's not bringing the joy it's supposed to bring. It's not bringing the profitability, the production, is productivity. It's not, it's not doing what it was set up to do. And then you give up. Say so it's finished. It's gone. So many marriages have gone into desolation. Father-children relationship have gone into desolation. We can turn around and see. So it doesn't necessarily mean the land. As in the physical land. It means anything. So, and I'm sure, and at this time, of course, Israel, the land of Israel itself physically was, had gone into desolation because they had been taken captive and all that. So, and one would wonder, so how was God going to do it? How was God going to turn this desolate land into Eden? Is it going to come down physically to till it? So if we move to the same Ezekiel chapter 37, we read it. We see where the hand of the Lord, the same Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me on in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry, bone, dead, dry. 
and he says, use the word very dry, bones. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? In other words, God now is putting it back to us. Whatever you're, we are viewing in our lives, and it looks like it's lying desolate, it's fallow, very dry, very dead. Nothing can be done about it. In fact, it's a forgotten issue. And God is putting it to us. <laughs> Do you think life can come back into this thing? Do you think these losses can be reversed? Do you think this marriage can be repaired? Whatever it is, I'm just naming things. In other words, whatever lay ruined, whatever became shut down, that thing that makes you look at yourself and you just discover, just say, oh, you are a failure. You have shot that file and you have given yourself a name. Or society has shot that file. Society has given you a name. And you don't know what to do. This one is beyond you. You look at it. You cannot even look in that direction. It's beyond you. It can be health. It can be anything. And in this world that we are today, globally, nationally, it can be, look around. It's everything that is happening. And then... You hear God asking you, is this possible that this situation can be turned around? Can it leave? Can you imagine God? It's God that carried him in the spirit and said to him, he said, look, and he made him pass around to show him the impossibility. I mean, the more you look, the more you give up. The more you try to evaluate situation, the more you, so God made sure that Ezekiel went round pass through because from afar he saw there were bones but it was when he came close by that he saw that they were very dry and that all hope was lost mm. and god asked him like god is asking us today <laughs> do you think this situation can change do you think this fallow ground can be tilled do you think it's possible to make progress and it looks like the doors have been shut. Do you think there can be an end to this plague? And with our eyes, we look. And Ezekiel looked, just like we are looking now. And you cannot even dare to think and to just talk like that. But see what Ezekiel said. Ezekiel answered and said, so I answered and said, oh Lord God, you know. You are the one who knows. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones. This is where we are coming today. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. He said, do you think they will leave? And God says, Ezekiel says, you're the one who knows. And God turns around and tells him exactly what he knows. This is what I know. That the word in your mouth, my word, because prophecy is you declaring what God has said, saying it the way God has said, speaking into a situation what God has said. He said, then this is what you do. Since you don't know, this is what I know. Watch the power of death and life is in your tongue, Ezekiel. 
And when you speak my word, my word is spirit, my word is life. And then my word from your mouth is going to bring life to the dry bones. So prophesy. Amen. And we had read in Romans, he said, the word is near you. The word of faith. That word of faith in your mouth. And that word of faith is the word of life. He said, if you confess, if you believe in your heart, you see, the word has to come from your heart with strong conviction. That is why God said, speak the word. Prophesy means it is not your word. It is as God has commanded you to say. So you have to believe. When you believe, you say it. So Romans now said, confession, when you, when you believe in your heart, it is, it is recorded for you as righteousness. That's why God said Abraham was righteous. Because Abraham believed God. Hoping against hope, he hoped. Because he believed that the same God who asked him to slay Isaac was able to raise him up. He believed, called him out at 75. He believed, he said, leave your father's house. He believed. He said, I'll give you a son. He believed. At some point when he was shaky and he went and got his man, God he still went back and said, your son will come from your loins. And he believed God. And then Isaac was born. So he was righteous before God. So if we believe in our hearts and then we confess with our mouths, that confession that comes from conviction of the word of God is on towards salvation. So this is a typical situation here. So don't look at the desolation. Don't look at the ruins. Say what God is saying. Prophesy. Son of man, prophesy. And then if we read, we don't have time to read. And so he obeyed. So I prophesied as I, was com as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. We want to say here that when we say the word of God, when we speak, say it as God has said it, in a place of prayer, we put God in remembrance of his word. We keep picking the word of God and we keep believing the word of God and we keep saying to God. The miracle may not just come here immediately. It may as it pleases God. But God, that word is working. That word of salvation that came from our mouth is working. We pray for healing. That word is working. We pray for restoration. That word is working. When we believe. Say if you say to this mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea. And you don't doubt in your hearts. You say you have what you, you see what you have said. That's why when he, Jesus passed by and saw the victory and cursed the victory. He said he passed. It was after three days that he returned. And they saw that the victory, you know, had withered to the, had started drying up. It was his disciples that called his attention. That's when he now said to them, you too, you can do the same. Just speak the word. We don't, we, you know, our own is that when we say the word, we say, oh, we start to watch as we go and handle the word and try to make the word work. We fidget with the word. No, the word is not your word. Except it's your word. If it's your word, just say it. It is God's righteousness. It's God's integrity. It is his word. He said, the word that leaves my mouth will not return void. All our own, the burden that we carry, and that's why I say our burden is light, is faith, just to believe. 
and wait patiently. That's why it's a fruit. Waiting is a fruit. Patient waiting is a fruit. And it's only the Holy Spirit that can give us. He comes from a place of faith. So we, if we read this account, we saw that first there was a noise. <laughs> the bones didn't just get up. First there was a noise. And then there was a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. There was a noise first. And then there was a rattling. And then the bones came together. The Bible goes on to say, Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them up, and there was no breath in them. You see, you see the steps, you see the processes. It pleased God. You think it would not have been if God asked him to prophesy. You mean God did not have the power to just make the bone just rise up immediately? God was just making it like Ezekiel knew, the prophet to know. See the life in the word. That there is spirit and there is life in the word. That when you prophesy, it's no ordinary word. There is a quickening, that word. That's why I said the same spirit that brought Christ from the grave. If that same spirit is in you, to quicken your mortal body. The power of resurrection is in the word of God. So we speak the word. Anywhere we speak the word with faith. We speak the word with audacity. We speak the word not doubting God. Let's leave the word there. The word knows what to do. The words will start, the noise will start. Whatever that noise means to God. The rattling will come. Whatever that rattling is. And then things will pick up. We may not notice that it's happening, but I always say the word is working. I may not see it, but I trust this God that the word is working. And then eventually the sinews came. This, don't forget, these were dry bones, dry, scattered all over. Bones now came, and then the flesh now came on it. But after that, there was no life. So you see bones that have gotten flesh looking like human beings, but they were just sitting there, still dead. And he kept saying to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the bread. In other words, the prophecy is not a one time. Keep speaking the word. Keep prophesying. Keep finding the word for the different situation. The first word was for the bones to find themselves and come together. Another word was for the sinners to come. Another word did this. And then there was a noun, prophesy to the breath. Speak directly concerning the breath. So that is an instruction for us. Let us not shut our mouth. When we pick the word of God, let's have faith in the word. We have faith in the word, let's open our mouth. Let us not say what the situation is saying. Let us say what God is saying. Let us not be tired of saying it. No matter how men mock you and say, oh, this thing you have been saying for 20 years. No, no, no. So long as your spirit, God keeps telling you, say it the way I say it, and you will see. This is what this is telling us today. He said that desolation will turn around. That ruin will be rebuilt. As long as God that told you, and you turn around and see your situation, you point out to the ruin, and you want to believe God today to start speaking. Find the word concerning that ruin. Find the word of God, the blessed word of God, what God originally meant you to be, what the purpose originally was, what the blessing was originally. And then you see before you, the enemy had that reconditioned the blessing and brought it and ruined it. Now, believe God. And say it, and then watch God, if God will not bring restoration. So that is what we see here. 
and eventually he kept prophesying. If you can, if you look at chapter 37 and you count the many times that God kept saying prophesy, and he said, so I prophesied, prophesy, so I prophesied, prophesy, so I prophesied. You can count more than three times. He said, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, O breath on this lane that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Father, we worship you because you did not ask the sons of Jacob to worship you in vain. You did not ask us to believe your word in vain. You did not ask us to open our mouth and confess in vain. You have told us that life is in the power of our confession. The word is in our mouth. That word that is in our heart, that if we confess, shall be unto us as salvation. Thank you for using this instance to tell us. It's our duty as children of God to begin to speak into Nigeria, to speak into the globe, to speak into the economy, to speak into our families, to speak into the wellness and the well-being and the security of our children, to speak into ourselves, the purpose, the vision for which you called us, to speak, O oh God, your glory, that your glory shall be seen. And then he said, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. See what Israel was saying. Israel was prophesying death. Israel, the word that was in the mouth of Israel in this place was opposite of life. God is pointing to Ezekiel. You say the opposite because this is my intention. And you must speak my, my intention into being. And this is why you have to prophesy and keep prophesying and keep prophesying. To drown whatever Israel is saying. To kick in my spirit and my life. That what I have said will be. He says, see what they are saying. They are saying, they indeed say, our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. There are so many people in this country that are prophesying death. How Nigeria is finished. That's what in the international community they are saying. Oh, Africa, dead bodies will be all over the streets. Dead bodies will be all over Nigeria. Nigeria is gone. No! As children of God, we must rise and speak and drown every voice that is speaking death. Because what we have is spirit and life, is the word of God. So also we must prophesy and speak into the lives of our family, into our situations now. And keep saying, when the doors are open, because God is opening these doors, we are coming out stronger. We are coming out like the cars from the stall. We are coming out. And yesterday he told us, beyond our imagination, beyond what we think and ask, God will restore and multiply. So that is what we are seeing here today. That is what we are getting out here today. For this desolation that he spoke about, for the ruined places to be rebuilt, the power is in our mouth. We must speak what we want to see. We must declare it, believing what God has said he can do. The power is in our mouth. Keep prophesying. Prophesying as commanded. Say the word of God. Don't say what the enemy is saying. Speak the word of God. Don't speak what the situation is saying. Speak life. So, Father, we thank you today for using this word to teach us that there's power in our tongue. We choose life because you say in Proverbs, whatever we choose is what we have. We exalt you and adore you. We bless you, Holy Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name.
external rock of ages, you are not man to lie. Open our eyes to see the words of life, to see the words of life as it pertains to explicit situations. Help us, oh God, as we pick this word and declare. Help us not to shut our mouths. Help us not to allow the situation to triumph. Help us, oh God, to bring your word of resurrection, your word of power to bear on every situation. Say, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. You say that anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God will be brought under subjection. God, this is the weapon of our warfare. It is mighty through you, and it is your word. Thank you for your word in our mouths. It's unto salvation. Thank you, Holy Father, for healing. Thank you for health. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for joy. Blessed be your name. It's a good day today. We declare today you are a good day. Thank you for that breaking good news. Thank you for the strength to the spirit that is weak. Thank you for the strength to our inner man. Thank you for helping our unbelief. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Father, for comfort to those ones that are mourning that the garment of praise, instead of that spirit of heaviness, we prophesy upon them. Thank you, Holy Father. Make us instruments, instruments of life. Let us be life givers. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen.